Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Yarns from the Plain. Um, I guess I should wish you Happy New Year, shouldn't I? Last time I spoke to you was the 29th of December. I'm so, so sorry. I did not intend to be away from the microphone this long at all. Um, and it's... Oh, it's just dreadful. And, and it's... Oh, there is a litany of excuses, I suppose. Um... I had um, a very hectic half term um, at school um, and I was finding myself that I was actually getting home and not really capable of stringing coherent sentences together to my poor husband or my mother on the phone. So I didn't think I really stood much chance of being able to string one together for you. Um, I was very aware that the last couple of episodes had required a reasonable amount of editing. So I was beginning to think that Louise at Caveness Crafts was right and actually scripting was the way forward so that I would actually know what I was saying without having so many errs and ums and errs and ums and ums and errs. Um, but when I actually came to sit down and try and do it, I couldn't write anything coherent either. Um, so it, it sort of became a bit of a vicious circle, really. Add to that the fact that I think I hardly knitted anything in January at all. Um, created a couple of blanket squares ish but actually I think they were mainly done in February and it was all a bit of a, a sad washout on the knitting front I'm afraid um, and uh, I made the startling realisation this week as I popped into knit group for 10 minutes um, at the end of the night that that was actually only the second time I've been to knit group and the second time I've been to Five and Clay all year um, so there are still people from knit group that I haven't seen since before the new year since before Christmas actually um, so I feel a bit dreadful, a bit horrible, a bit horrible. Ooh. But um, I'd like to say thank you very much to Val, uh, Versa Visa, who sent me a message um, either last night or this morning, and I just read it this morning, and I thought, you know, I've got to bite the bullet. I can't keep sitting there, putting it off, thinking, well, I need to script and I'm too tired and I'm going to speak a whole load of garbage. And I think I just need to speak that whole load of garbage and get on with it. I'm going to apologise today as well for the um, what I suspect is going to be a slight hissiness in the background. I hope you can put up with it. Um, but I thought what I would actually do is record this today on my iPhone. So there may be a little bit of a hiss um, background because I sometimes notice there is. If there is, I apologise profusely. I'll attempt to get out some of it in the editing process if I can. Um, but no promises and I'm going to apologise in advance as well that unless I make a tremendous boo-boo and go silent for a large period of time I'm probably not going to edit this much either um, because I just want to get it up and out there before you all think I'm dead um, because I'm not entirely convinced that there's anyone left apart from Val out there waiting for me um, so, so there you go anyway, um, what's on my needles <laughs> at the moment? well, uh, not much um, like I say, I um, when I spoke to you last, I was churning out the Christmas cowls, wasn't I? When I finished the one for my mother-in-law, uh, which seems to have gone down well, uh, very nice colours. Um, and then on the way down to her on for New Year, I cast on mine on the journey down, worked on mine all the way through, and cast it off on the journey home. So I finished that on the 2nd of January. Um and have worn that a few times, it's been very nice. And that's it in terms of finished items this year. How dreadful is that? 
We're now on March the 13th and I've managed one finished item dated January the 2nd. Um, I have done some squares for the Baker's Dozen and um, they've been mainly crochet but there has been some knitting in there. So I will put some photos up of those um, that I've done. I may complete those mainly in February. But what I did do, um, either in the February half term or just before it, I went and fished out my sock yarn blanket. I felt that I needed something that was very comforting to knit and very repetitive and that I didn't need to think about much. Uh, and the sock yarn blanket fits that entirely. So I'm delighted to say that uh, it, it's come on and I've done quite a few um, squares on it. I haven't sat and counted up but I suspect I could be um, I, I could be almost as much as a, a sort of a third through maybe I wouldn't like to to say um, but I have done um, quite a few squares in the particular corner that I'm working on um, since February half term and which you know I picked it up maybe about a month ago now I mean, I can't quite believe that we're three weeks into this half term, actually. Um, I don't quite know where the time is going. Um, but that's what I've been working on. So those grand plans that I had for, um, you know, my knitting New Year's resolutions went completely down the swanee. Um, I just never cast on the cowl that I wanted to make for the Pearl City Yarns competition. Um, it's still all in my head, what I want to do with it, but just never got it cast on. I think that was part of the reason that I ended up not knitting much at all in January is because I knew what I wanted to do and I knew there was no way I could do it in the time limit. Um, I haven't done the leg warmers and I can't see that I'm going to do them right now because, you know, it is March and getting a bit warmer. Although I have to say I'm still wearing my fit-flop boots every now and again. Keep my feet very toasty warm, though. they do. Um, so it's, you know, I have my head full of all these swirly ideas of things I want to do, you know, a jacket incorporating some of my hand spun and everything else. But actually what I need to do is I need to just focus, I think, on clearing some of the um, things that I've got hanging around that are not finished. Now, obviously, um, you know, the sock yarn blanket is going to take a while, so that's not going to be one thing. But whilst I sit and need some mindless knitting, it, uh, it does the trick. It's completely spot on for mindless knitting. Um, I've, uh, I've kind of, that, that's about it really, I think. Um, I need to do some more, um, Baker's Dozen, um, blanket squares. One of the groups comes to an end this month, um, because two people have dropped out. The other one has got this month and then three more to go. Um, but I've had 23 out of my 24 expected squares, um, which is actually really gorgeous because... Um, like I say, two of the people group dropped out of one group, so um, I wasn't expecting them. But I had a couple of yellowy squares that I could use, so that was okay. Um, but I had a couple of angel squares from people, so that was absolutely brilliant. So I've got everything that I need, really, apart from one square. I'm waiting on one square. Uh, and then it's time to crack on and do my own edging. Now, knowing how much, you know, how, man how quickly I managed to edge the blanket for Christine and John and their family. Um, I'm quite confident that when I've chosen the right orange-yellow to go around it, I'll crack them out like there's no tomorrow. Um, it's just making that choice, really. But there are some gorgeous squares come. Mixture of knit and crochet. 
um, mixture of um, oranges, yellows, um, some little bits of white in there, um, some nice and you know sort of plain um, squares, some very fancy. So it's going to be a lovely, lovely, lovely blanket. So um, it's just it's just wonderful. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, but currently the only thing that I'm working on is my sock yarn blankie and I will see if I can take a photo of it now it's, uh, it's done. I sat in the hairdressers yesterday and sewed in a whole load of ends as well. So I'm keeping on top of the ends, so that's good. Um, but it is a, I find it a very comforting thing to knit. Um, I've just swapped a whole load of um, mini balls as well, so I've got a fresh injection of some ball, um, balls and colour that I haven't used. So that's nice too, keeps it fresh. However, there is a terrible tale that hangs by this, um, which is, you know, oh, oh my God, talk about a trauma. Now, I took my sock yarn blanket away with me um, at half term when we went to go and stay with some family. And um, we tend to, if we're around there, we tend to go to a particular person's house on a Saturday night and it's absolutely brilliant fun. Um, always a good laugh and I always take my knitting so I can just sit in the corner and chat on uh, and knit and um, this particular time I took my sock yarn blankie now it's in a big sort of jute hessian type bag and I took it and you know worked on it a bit um, worked on it when we were away Wor worked on it on this Saturday night um, came back that was at the end of half term and on the Thursday after, um, my working patterns tend to be that I get up early, do some marking, go to school, come back, collapse in a heap, uh, then, you know, repeat from start, really. So uh, I was there five o'clock, you know, so half five-ish, uh, marking a set of books. And I got to the last book in the pile, or, or the last but one, marked the penultimate one, put it on the marked pile, and saw a little tiny bug on the top of the last book. Went to squish it, and it jumped. Now, I had cats and dogs as a child. I've seen enough <laughs> to know that when something like that moves like that, it's a flea. <coughs> Got it. Drowned it. Definitely a flea. You know, the whole flea shape, and it jumped. Right, so, okay, where's this flea come from then? So I grab the cat who's asleep in the office, poor thing, grab her by the scruff of the neck, check her over, there's not a sign of, of a flea on her. Now, bearing in mind she's white, flea poo shows up on white fur really clearly. Um, so there's not a scrap, not a sign on her. So I pop some flea stuff on the back of her neck, um, not realising at the time that it wasn't flea killer, it was only flea repellent. Um, but... Uh, you know, never mind. And I sit there and think, right, okay, I can find nothing on her. Um, the sitting room is the sitting room and dining room are, are is laminate floor, and I've got a leather suite, so there's not much space there really for fleas to nest in and you know be living in upholstery. So I thought, right, I'll wash all the I'll, I'll wash the blankets and throws that are on the sofa, uh, and I should be fine. Um, and I thought, well, I'll do that at the weekend. Friday night, I'm knit sitting there knitting on the sock yarn blanket. And I'm beginning to get some bites 
around my right wrist and hand and they're driving me crackers and they are you know I've got by the end of Friday night I've got four or five Saturday morning I'm sat there doing a bit more knitting on my sock yarn blanket and I get another four or five bites and a couple on my right ankle not my left my right and then I put it together because there's still nothing on the cat. I've picked up fleas from somewhere. They're not on the cat. The only place they are is down on the right-hand side of my chair. And I'm only getting the bites when I'm working on the blanket. So somehow, the blanket or the jute bag or the yarn in them has got fleas in them. And the only place it can have gone is that Saturday night when I was away, when I went round a family member's house, and they have a number of dogs and cats. Oh, my God. Right, OK, what can I do? So I start off by going and getting some what's called Bob Martin flea fugger. So it's basically like this aerosol bomb. You seal the, the windows of a room, you set it off, pointing it away from your face, leave it in the middle of the room, shut the door on it, leave it for two hours, go upstairs, open a window, leave it for another half an hour, and go up, and it's killed everything. Okay? So I make sure the, the cat's downstairs, and I go up, and I put one in each of the bedrooms upstairs. I put one in the office, because she sleeps in there as well, and that's also got upholstery in it. And... I put one on the landing and one on the stairs. So the poor girl is now trapped completely downstairs. And so it's all, you know, a bit grim. Having spoken to somebody at Pets R Us, it turns out that what I've put on the back of the cat's neck on Thursday is not flea killer, it's flea repellent. So she says, well, look, you really do need to put something on her just in case she does pick them up. And you'll need to give her a worming tablet as well because fleas can carry the eggs of, of worms. Great. So I catch her again. Now, Stella does not like being handled at the best of times. So already this week, I've manhandled her on Thursday morning where she's been asleep and put st checked her over for fleas and put stuff on her. I've manhandled her again Friday night, checked her again, she's still clear. Uh, manhandled her again, tried to manhandle her on Saturday night and failed dismally, um, you know, by trying to throw a blanket over and catching her and just failing. So she's already in a really huffy mood. So... Saturday, I fumigate every room with a carpet in the house. Excuse me, stop for a slip of coffee. Sunday morning, I've now got... The only thing that I've got left is small bits of upholstery in the sitting room. The blanket itself. Because as I'm fumigating the upstairs, I still haven't actually made the connection that it's the blanket. That was later on. That was, that was sort of Saturday night I made this connection. Um, so... Um, I, I get this spray that says, you know, spray up on holstery, you know, let to air and dry, don't put it on human clothes, don't spray it on pet fur. Right, OK. So I spray all the toys that are along the top of the sofa. I spray the uh, cat house that she doesn't really use, but just in case. Um, I spray any blanket that I've not actually already washed. Um, and then I take the sock yarn blanket, spread it over the area, spray that entirely and um, every single ball of yarn 
that's in the bag, little ball of yarn in the bag, and the jute bag itself. Now, of course, it's got heavy-duty stuff in it, this stuff, hasn't it? By this stage, I've sprayed so much of it that I can't smell it. My husband comes downstairs, immediately goes, Oh my God, what have you done? So solventy in here. And, uh, you know, the house is stinking downstairs. So I explain that I've sprayed, you know, this flea killer spray, not the fugger, not the bombs, uh, but this flea killer spray all over, you know, any remaining bits of upholstery downstairs. And that should pretty much do it, uh, including the sock yarn blankie. Because I don't really want to wash it when I'm part way through making it. Um, but, you know, I thought, right, well, that'll be it. Well, you know, I was, I, you know, because when I was downstairs in it, they always say, don't you, when you work in the sewer, after ten minutes you can't smell it anymore. Well, I just couldn't smell it. I just couldn't smell it at all. But, you know, the odd occasion I went upstairs and would come downstairs, it would be like, oh, my God. You know, it would be really, really stuff. Everything was foul. Anyway. You know, very heady combination. The cat, I, I, I managed to catch the cat and treat her with a new flea, flea killer, you know, insecticide on her fur, um, designed for that job, and um, a worm tablet. So we're all tickety-boo, all sort of high as kites on the solvent. Um, and then, all oh, about two o'clock in the afternoon... Stella came downstairs. She'd obviously been sleeping upstairs. And I don't know, I still don't know to this day whether it was she was reacting to the flea treatment on her or whether it was just the smell of the solvent as she came down the stairs. But the poor girl, she staggered across the sitting room like she had was having a stroke, basically. She could not walk straight. She could barely hold her head up. She looked like Lil when she was at her illest last year. She was just all over the place. The eyes were slightly glazed. And, oh, oh my God, it just felt awful. You know, I was, I'd poisoned the cat, effectively. Um, so we kind of bundled everything that still smelled of solvent, shoved it in the downstairs loo and shut the door on it with the window open, um, threw the windows open down here, tried to clear all the solvent out, but, you know, I couldn't smell. Um... The only thing that didn't smell too bad was actually the sock yarn blanket because I think I'd spread it over the, you know, uh, an era to spray it. I shoved that outside um, on the era still uh, with all the bags and the balls and everything else. Um, and it sort of, you know, gave it a good airing. Um, but I've kind of gradually washed all the rest of the upholstery um, again and seen how everything's done. However, I can safely say on that Sunday that I had no more critters come and bite me. And when I actually came and started working on the blanket again on the Monday, um, not, a, not a critter to be bit. So I've had no more bites and we appear to have eradicated the flea problem. But, oh, my God, talk about it. It's nothing worse. The idea that I had this entire jute bag of little tiny balls of, of yarn, lots and lots of little tiny balls of yarn, plus a couple of new balls that I'd bought at Ringer Rosie in Whitley Bay whilst I'd been away. And I was sitting there thinking, I'm going to have to ditch it, I'm going to have to burn the whole up. Oh my God, I'm going to have to burn my sock yarn blanket. And it was just like, oh no! So, there you go. I had a small flea infestation um, in my knitting. Um, so, 
that, you know, this is your opportunity. Have you ever had anything infest your knitting? I mean, obviously, we all dread the moth, don't we? But have you ever had anything else infest your knitting? Um, you know, horror stories. Go on, tell me them. It, you know, feel free to sort of send one, you know, you can pop it on the Ravelry board or, uh, you know, sort of on a, a comment in the podcast. Or even actually say, <laughs> you could send me one. Um, and I could uh, I could put it in the, the podcast. Or if you've got, you know, an iPhone, record it on your iPhone and send it me as an MP3. I mean, that would be a laugh, wouldn't it? You know, sort of start to get some visitor, uh, vis- some, visitor some listener uh, input as well. But, uh, you know, have you ever had any infestations with your knitting? What a nightmare that was. So, that's kind of been me, really, over the last couple of months. Um, all a bit hectic. Work is... You know, it works great. The children are wonderful. I think I've probably got the best class I've ever taught. They are just an absolute joy. Um, but we've unfortunately had some um, staff members off sick, so that's put some um, pressure on us. Not to, not on me directly, um, but on... Well, yes, I suppose it is on me directly, because it's one of my, uh, my colleagues, the parallel um, year three teacher, is or was covering the absent member of staff's class because they're needs were of a priority that we needed a, an experienced teacher who knew them in there and um so that's meant that I've had a, a lovely newly qualified teacher in there from the supply agency but she's newly qualified so um and there's a, a newly qualified in the other um year three and four class as well so it's been you know trying to keep the plates spinning and keep an eye on the progress of the learning of all the children in all three classes has been a bit of a challenge um, I hope we're, we're there. Uh, I hope we've got it. But that's pretty much why I think we've been so tired at the end of work. Um, that and not sleeping very well. And then, of course, last week, I think I just, my body just gave up. Um, and having had eight weeks of not sleeping terribly well and not sleeping all the way through the night, it just kind of went on shutdown. So last week I was struggling um, to sleep anything less than nine hours uh, which is a bit tricky <laughs> especially you know if you don't go to bed till sort of 10 or 11 then uh, nine hours is going to take you significantly past when you should already be in work shouldn't it really but um but there we are so so that's been um you know what's happening with me um i haven't got a review for you this week um i just wanted to prompted by val's message this morning i just thought no just get back on that horse and worry about a bit about structure uh, next time just get a podcast out there before people think you're dead um however i can give you well i don't know i was thinking actually something i really like i had about sort of 17 things um earlier in the, the had i put the podcast out earlier it was going to be one of the things was going to be my fit flop boots uh, i love my fit flop sandals and uh, wear them pretty much all the way through the summer i've got three pairs now um, and they're these things that have got slight um, unstable insides so that you, your bottom has to work hard when you're working, walking them. And they produce a pair of boots over the winter, well, several pairs of boots over the winter. So they're like, um, they're a bit like the mucklucks, you know, the, and the furry Ugg boots. Um, but they they have a very firm fit flop sole, so there's no wibbly wobblying about, thankfully. Um, because I I just hate the way when you see um, girls with those Ugg boots with those soft foamy soles that they're just turning in. I I 
do something called overpronation, which means that um, my feet turn in as I walk. So I walk from the outside of the heel to the inside of the toe. Um, I'm kind of on a diagonal. And so I just thought these um, Uggs are just going to be dreadful um, for me. But the Fit Flop boots have got a nice firm sole, so they don't do that. And they do keep my feet toasty, toasty warm. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's what I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for that as my something I really like. Which, of course, now that it's turning towards spring and warmer weather, I'm probably going to put away in the wardrobe and not wear again for uh, ages. But I think that that's probably going to be it. Um, up and coming in the, the knitting world, well, um, we've got a fair few things um, coming up over the horizon. The 9th and 10th is Wonderwool Wales. Um, it's been moved from um, the last weekend in April because that actually hits Easter this year. So it's the 9th and 10th um, of April at the... Royal Welsh Showground in Bilth Wells. I'm not sure this year that I'm going to be going um, because I'm, you know, possibly going to uh, going away that weekend to my parents. So I don't know. Um, we haven't made any arrangements yet, any of us from the knit group. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Um, I'm going to. Oh, this is quite exciting. I'm going on a Mobius. Um, knitting course, not next Saturday, but the Saturday after, um, which will be really interesting. That's going to be um, at uh, Fibre and Clay. Um, so it's all about sort of knitting Mobius strips. Now, if you don't know anything about those, a Mobius strip is a mathematical um, model. It's um, it's a loop basically, but it only has one surface all the way around so you start in one place and you tail your finger around and it goes all the way around the outside and then around the inside again and back to where you start and you've covered the entire um top of it the best way to dis to sort of imagine it really is to take a long um a, a thin strip of paper and imagine that you were going to make a paper chain out of it do you remember when you used to make paper chains when we were children and you just turn it into a loop and stick one end to the other well i want you to imagine that you're doing that but before you actually stick the ends down to make your loop you twist the end over by 80 180 degrees and then glue it and so your paper chain loop has a twist in it now now that's a mobius loop it's got one continuous surface now if you run your finger around it from the starting point to the finishing point it will just go around in one loop so there's no front or back, if you like. Now, Mobius Knitting um, works to produce that. Now, I've read lots and lots about it, but I've never managed to sort out the Mobius cast on. But I think it's basically along those lines of, you know, when you cast something on in the round and it says, join in a loop without twisting. I suspect that what you do do is twist it and somehow you use that to make your Mobius cast on. Um, but I'm really looking forward to, to it, um, you know, seeing what, we come up with, I think it's cowls again, but I, I do love me a cowl. So, um, very versatile item. So, um, so I'm looking forward to that. Pearl City Yarns in Manchester has a weaving course next Saturday. That's the 19th. Um, weaving as an, uh, an art, I think it is. So I don't know any other details about that, but I will put them up on the show notes. 
um, but I had an email through from them. And uh, then the Cheshire um, Spinners, Weavers and Hand Dyers Guild is going to be at Norton Priory on the 16th of April, um, spinning hopefully in the Priory grounds and the walled garden if the weather permits, although there are inside spots um, as well. So, you know, if you want to, if you are in the Runcorn area and want to come over and say hello, then I'm certainly planning on being there. Uh, and again, they'll be at um, a demonstration at Dunham Massey, uh, demonstrating spinning skills um, and, and a whole range of um, other skills, hopefully, at Dunham Massey on the 7th and 8th of May. So there's quite a few things there. Dunham Massey is a National Trust property um, on the outskirts of Manchester on sort of Altrincham. So it's a uh, very easy access from the M6 if and the M56 if you're in if you know the area at all. So there's a whole host of nitty and spinny things going on. I've done nothing this year so far, but um, I'm beginning to get you know get my groove back and get back into it. So you know, I hope to uh, be able to see some of you there soon, and uh, I hope that even if you do come up with some amazingly funny stories about infestation, that, you know, no knitting had to be harmed in the process of it. Um, so take care. Apologies again for having been so long away from the microphone. Thank you very, very much for your patience and forbearance. Happy knitting. See you soon. <laughs>